The following is a presentation of Broadway Church in Vancouver, British Columbia. For additional media, visit broadwaychurch.com. As part of the ministries of Broadway Church, we have a global outreach fund, and, and people can give uh, to, uh, to help support the 15 global partners that we have around the world. These are people who are actively, uh, actively engaged in changing lives, sharing the love of Jesus in whatever platform they've been given and using whatever skills they have. We invest in long-term partnerships, but we also take short-term trips. Some of you know that I was privileged to lead a Broadway church short-term missions team to Zambia back in September. The team of seven of us raised support and took two weeks of our time to travel to Zambia and to serve. We got to partner with uh, Villages of Hope, which was founded by two people from this very church, Serge and Nancy Brasaglio. They left these pews in 1999 with a desire to serve wherever they were needed, and all they had to bring was the skills that they had. God has now broadened the scope of uh, what they're doing in Africa to the point now where there are 10 Villages of Hope across five countries in Africa. The team we took in September primarily worked in the original Village of Hope in Kitway. Broadway Church has been a part of Villages of Hope since day one. You walk through the compound there and you, uh, you see many buildings that will have a, a plaque on, on the side of the building commemorating the fact that somebody from Broadway Church built this building or this built, building was built in memory of someone who was part of Broadway Church. Kitway has a large population. It's, it's a big city, but it has a very rural feel. Let me read you some statistics about Zambia that tell me that the work of Villages of Hope is far from done. 53% of Zambians do not have access to a regular food supply. 41% of Zambians do not have access to clean water. Families that do have a regular food supply in Zambia spend on average 64% of their income on basic food. 15% of children in Zambia are underweight and 40% have stunted growth due to malnutrition. In Zambia, 60% of people live below the poverty line and 42% of people are classified as extremely poor. 14.3% uh, of adults in the country have HIV. 1.5 million children's children have been orphaned as a result. Life expectancy in Zambia is 37.5 years, which compared to Canada, we have a life expectancy of 80. That's the fourth lowest uh, life expectancy in the world. When it comes to education, the teacher-pupil ratio in, uh, in Zambia is 48 to 1. The average in Africa is 38 to 1, and British Columbia is between 18 and 19 to 1. And the demand for schooling is high among Zambian children, but the government has stated because of the finances that it would take to do it, education will only ever be available for 40% of the children in Zambia. You know, I'm so glad that the Bible is God's word to us. And I'm so glad that the Bible actually has a lot to say about the poor and why the poor matter. So let's answer that question in your outline. Why do the poor matter? Number one in your outline, God has a passion for the poor. God has a passion for the poor. 
Deuteronomy 15, uh, it says, But if there are any poor Israelites in your towns, when you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. Instead, be generous. Lend them whatever they need. Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. This sounds like clear instruction for Christ followers about how to treat the poor that are among us. This is not just an Old Testament thing either. If you look in in Luke chapter 4, this is Jesus speaking. The spirit of the Lord uh, is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. This is Jesus announcing his ministry. This is Jesus announcing his ministry. And the very first people he's proclaiming the good news to are the poor. They are the very first in line to receive his message. You see, in North America, we see poverty sometimes as a mindset. In Zambia, poverty is a way of life. God has a passion for the poor. Number two in your outline, every person is valuable and precious in God's sight. Every person. Isaiah 58, 7, share your food with the hungry, give shelter to the homeless, give clothes to those who need them, and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Proverbs 22, 2, the rich and the poor have this in common, the Lord has made them both. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, we did a sermon series called the SOS series, and in that series, we learned that every one of us is a soul that has a body. And the fact that we are a soul separates us from every other creature and gives us our intrinsic value. It's the part of you that reflects the image of God. You do not receive a soul when you make a decision to become a Christ follower. You are a soul when you were created. Rich or poor, Christ follower or seeker, it doesn't matter. You are valuable to God. And this idea of of being precious and valuable in God's sight, it's not exclusively a global outreach concept. Our City Reach Care Society, which is the urban outreach arm of Broadway Church, has as its mission statement to help people prosper. Urban outreach and global outreach link arms in this concept that every person is valuable and precious in God's sight. On this recent trip to Zambia, we were blessed to be able to have Jody Hill on our team. He's our church video director. He has put together a video of this trip. And this video wasn't so much a, a recap video of the trip, but more a short film to help you kind of experience what we experienced while we were there. It's a little longer than usual, but I hope that it helps you see the great work that is going on there and the work that's left begun. Let's watch. Villages of Hope is in five different countries and we have 10 locations. Currently we're caring for just a few short of 6,000 children and our planned goal prayer is that in 2020 we'll be able to add an additional 600 children into our preschool programs. (laughs) 
when you look at a ministry like Village of Hope, it's a holistic approach. We're not just uh, feeding the hungry. We're not just, you know, looking after the, the sick, providing shelter for, for those who have no homes or education for kids who can't afford it. When a child comes into the care of Village of Hope, they have holistic care. So we look after, you know, their their physical well-being, their spiritual well-being, their cognitive well-being and psychosocial well-being. We're caring for the whole person very much like Jesus did when he ministered here on earth. Children and the communities know that we're here because we love their kids, that God loves them, and we want to make sure that that message is, is acted out and they see it in all that we do, not just what we say. I think for us and for the kids, we were able to take two totally completely different cultures and be able to relate to each other. And the only common denominator that we really had was God's love. The kids are just so motivated to be in the classroom. Like they treat their education and their studies like a prize. And you know, there's very little like fooling around. Um, it's straight to the point. They really listen to what you have to say and they value their education. They appreciate it because they know that um, it's essential to making their lives better. It's a totally different attitude of love and respect that they have within the classrooms and towards their teachers. I saw God working uh, in the kids in a lot of different ways. The, the provision that is there so that they can be at school. You know, like you go around and you see the different buildings and, and the churches or the people that, that gave to make those buildings a reality. Well, children are hearing about the Word of God. They're learning and getting their grade 12 education inside those, those, uh, those buildings. And so the provision, uh, just I saw God working and how He's been working over the decades to provide so that uh, Villages of Hope can build these uh, buildings, build these schools, build the, the, the shelter for the chapel, to build a, a place where the children can eat, all of those different things. And, and so I saw provision, I saw God working there. And I saw God working in the, in the kids, just, just hearing their stories and hear how, hearing how so many of them uh, come from situations where they should, they should uh, maybe not even be here anymore. Like th that, that it's so desperate. And, and yet because of God's grace and God's provision, they were able, they're able to come into uh, Villages of Hope, uh, receive an education, uh, be, be 
cared for and, and mentored uh, through their schooling years and where they graduate grade 12 and, and, become, and are able to become uh, contributing members to society. There is no way that I can describe of how I feel about being given a hope when I was hopeless and being assured that you may you become somebody in future. This hope that I've received, it's not I to benefit alone. It's me now to extend a hand to my fellow Zambian, to my fellow black folk, and also to the entire continent of Africa. And how am I going to do that? Through love. You people, you have given us love. And what am I doing with that love? I'm also trying to extend to somebody else. It has not to stay just within Matthews alone. I have to extend love. Others have to hear about Christ. Since I got this privilege, also someone is, is in need of someone to be taught about Jesus. And that someone has to be me. I was double fan. My parents died when I was so young and then I didn't have any place to go. That's how I was brought in the village of Hope, that was Kitwe. And uh, from that point, I was given hope. That was a house for me, and I was given hope, and uh, I continued my education. From that point, it was so amazing that I grew up being loved, and then that's how I completed my education, and I went to college, that's why I did business administration. Now, being part of the village of Hope family, it's uh, something so amazing to see how life-changing stories are and how people are touched and um, how people, uh, how children have been transformed. Because children now, they look up to me and say, this is possible. And then they are able to see what I preach to them and then they're able to feel and feel part of it. And then they are, and some of them, they have seen hope that, okay, he has been through this situation. And then I'm able also to share God's love.
I saw God moving through, I guess, the, the kids' smiles. Like, what got to me at first, like, I think when we toured and the, we first met with the kids, was that their, their gratitude for our team being there. And I, at that point, I felt a little bad at first because I was like, I haven't even done anything yet. I'm not worthy of their gratitude. Like, what have I done? I'm here in Zambia, I'm traveling as a team, and sure, I'll help serve a little bit, but I, I just felt un, unworthy of that gratitude. They are not alone. Whatever they go through, there are people that love them somewhere else, people that support them, for them to have the education that they need, because education is a key to their future, to have a good life. So it's very important to have them know and see even those people that can manage to come. It was a wonderful experience for them. Serving is more than just giving funds, right? It's great to be like the hands and feet of Jesus. It's, it's humbling and it's, you know, to serve someone is always humbling, but it's more rewarding than just sending money and sending letters. Um, to physically interact with them and to physically serve them. It, it's a humbling experience and it, it drives home like the why, why we should help others and how we can help them practically. We don't know where we're going, but God does. And I felt that this whole week that I don't know what the day was going to be like, what was, um, I was going to be doing, but everything that I did, I just believe that God provided direction for that task or uh, to be interact or to interact with some of the children just got provided that chance and opportunity and and uh, the wisdom to be uh, to do that task or to be to interact with the children I think one of the most impactful things about this week for me was just when the joy that I felt as soon as I saw the kids, just how happy I felt just to be in their presence and um, just spending time with them and, and how contagious their joy was. And I felt like God was really showing me in those moments um, that that's how He feels for us. Having a team come in and, and partner with us, just it does a lot of things. It really means a lot to the kids and to the staff to see that someone has been willing to take their time, to take their money, and come all the way around the world to do something for them, and they've never even met them. It, it, it's just visually, it's just a wonderful way to show Christ's love. Practically, you've funded five different projects around the village in Kitwe. Uh, where the team is and we're happily working our way through those projects and in fact your team's going to be a part of completing uh, some painting and some re-walling and putting some benches in for the chapel so we're going to be more after you've left you're building into the kids lives playing games loving them singing with them boy it's hard to count all the ways it, it makes a big difference Personally for me, I was completely overwhelmed by the children and the joy that they had, the, the love that they had for each other 
how they take care of one another, the older kids always looking out for the younger kids, and, and it just seemed like there was a true family that was happening uh, for the children that, that live at, at Villages of Hope, but also for the students that come in from the outside, that, that there was a real family feeling there. And the joy they had and the smiles and the laughter. See the joy, it's such a hard thing to explain how it feels to, to see those kids, to see the way they get excited, not for us to give them anything except spend time with them. It's just so such a joyful experience to, to feel that, to have that. I want you to know how proud I am and that you should be of all of our global workers, all of the 15 partnerships we have across the world. People like Nelson and Lisa Montero, who, worked, who work in disadvantaged uh, communities in Brazil. Steve and Kathy Bowler, who work with physically disabled children and marginalized women in Malawi. People like Karen Henriksen, who uses her medical skills in the country of Angola to care for people's bodies all the while sharing the hope of Jesus that'll heal their soul. People like Matt and Amber Price were training leaders and involved in humanitarian projects in Thailand. These are all people that have been part of Broadway Church over the years. And if you went to their places of ministry, you would see God moving in powerful ways, every bit as powerful as we just saw on the video from Zambia. Today's offering and the goal of $20,000 will be going towards providing a strong end of the year uh, of 2019 to help uh, push all these workers and their ministry and personal budgets. Many of our global workers run a deficit every year just so that they can do what God has called them to do. We want to help alleviate some of that pressure. You can write Global Outreach Project on your offering envelope or give at the Automated Giving Center. You know, it's very common to come back from a trip like that and to have someone ask you, what was the one thing you'll remember about that trip? Or what was, what was the highlight for you? There's a picture that's been on the screen behind me the whole time I've been talking. This picture is what I will, uh, I will remember about this trip. I think I'll remember it for my whole life. I took this picture as we visited a satellite school that Village of Hope Kitway has in a neighboring village called Luongo. And yes, it's spelled exactly the same as the former Vancouver Canucks goalie, Roberto Luongo. The room that they are renting for school, to have school there, is about uh, 12 feet wide by about 30 feet long. And there were 60 students inside the door, but there were another 40 outside the door, looking in. I thought that might be because we were visiting and, and they wanted to see what was going on, but the teacher said, no, there are always at least 20 children waiting by the door. So I asked if these children go to school somewhere else, and, and she said, maybe a few of them will get to school once a week 
uh, on a good week. The Village of Hope School was at capacity and just couldn't fit any more students in. After our visit, we walked about 300 meters to a site where Villages of Hope is looking to build a school when funds become available. And I felt prompted in my heart to ask uh, Nancy Brasaglio, how much would it cost to build a school there? And as she told us the amount, one of our team members looked at me and said, Pastor Paul, we can do that. And my team members measure of faith in that moment unlocked something inside of me. So as I've been asking for an offering for the end of 2019, I want to tell you today that our project for 2020, so we're going to raise the funds to build a school in that village of Luongo. Those children outside the door are going to be not just inside the door, but at a desk, learning about math and science and spelling and the love of Jesus through our friends at Villages of Hope. I can't get those faces out of my mind. I can't get away from the idea that it's us that's supposed to take up the task of building them a place where they can learn. We don't have a final budget yet. I believe God is asking us to do this, though. And I know, and you know, that when God asks you to do something, he will provide everything you need to do it. As we finish 2019 strong, we'll be able to allocate some funds to begin seeding this project for 2020. Like I said, you can give towards this today or any Sunday in November. And as I said, we'll be back to you in 2020 to report on this project and how it's going and give it a little bit of more shape for the year of 2020. And we're even strategizing a plan to try and reach out to Roberto Luongo and see if he wants to be part of this with us. We'll keep you updated on that. But what if, guys, what if, even more than raising funds for a school or stuff like that, what if there's another surgeon, Nancy Brasaglio, sitting in this room right now? What if there's another person in this room who's radically willing to serve, regardless if they're completely qualified at the moment or not? You might be here and have a call from God on your life to respond to a need. What if in 20 years or or even in five years we're looking back on what God has done through your life because you were simply obedient to God? And that brings us to our big idea, which is when we try and sum up the day's teaching in one phrase. Here's today's big idea. God is waiting for your yes. God is waiting for your yes. I don't know what a yes looks like to you. Maybe it's signing up for one of our short-term trips in 2020. Maybe it's getting involved in a ministry here at Broadway Church. Maybe you said your yes a few nights ago when you, when you bought some coffee and Timbits and gave it to the parents that came to your door at Halloween. Remember, God is not waiting for your training, although training can help. God is not waiting for you to accrue knowledge, although knowledge can help you be better prepared. He's not even waiting for your money. He's waiting for your yes. Will you say yes today? It all begins with the decision to become a Christ follower. And if you've never decided 
to become a follower of Jesus, I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. Let's bow our heads in prayer.